You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. in your Bibles to the Song of Solomon's, that beautiful book which has a great love story, which is more than just a love story. Praise God. Our Father, we do praise thee this morning for your kindness unto us, how that one day definitely when we were shackled you touched us. And we've not been the same since. And so is the case with everyone that's been touched of the Lord. Have your way this morning. We thank you how thou has been with us. We pray that bless again today. Touch some soul today in a very definite way. Anoint your servant. Give us direction. Help us as we go forth in your precious word. We won't fail to praise you. For we ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We'll begin reading verse 1. Chapter 4, Song of Solomon, Chapter 4. All right, if you're happy, we'll read. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast doves' eyes within thy locks. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn, which came up from the washing, whereof everyone bear twins, and none of none is barren among them. Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet, and thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of pomegranate within thy lock. Thy neck is like a tower of David builded for an armory. Whereon there hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Thy two breasts are like two young roes that are twins, which feed among the lilies. Until the day break and the shadow flee away, I will get me to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. We would like to talk to you this morning about the beautiful Church of God. Now, some people who have little or no knowledge of the word feel that this has reference to a carnal love story. But Solomon is speaking of something far beyond that which is natural or carnal. The one he's speaking about God's church and its duty. And uh, 
When we make reference to God's church or the church of God, we are not speaking of it in a denominational sense. Amen. The church of God is not a denomination. Amen. It is the church itself. Amen. As the song implied, it's made up of born-again people. Amen. Now we have on the move in our land today what you call an ecumenical spirit. An attempt to bring all religions together. An attempt to bring unity. Well, brother, they never bring union, not unity. No. Amen. One brother says you can tie a dog and cat's tail together. You have union, union, but not unity. No. Amen. Amen. Unity is only coming through the blood of Christ Amen. and people obeying the word of God and who have divided themselves to come back to the one body of Christ. Amen. Amen. That's why the word of God said, come out of her, my people. Let you know that God does have people here. Follow yeah. me closely tonight. Yeah. God had people there. Yeah. But God is not pleased with it. Right. Why? Because the church is the bride of Christ. Yeah. And Christ is not a bigamist. Yeah. Here's a living God forever. Yeah. Brother, in the light of God's word, it is beyond me how people feel that all denominations could represent the bride of Christ. Yeah. Come on. Christ advocated one man for one woman. Yeah. Amen. But then suddenly, he would not go contrary to the analogy. One bride. One bride. Praise the living God. So then we want you to look beyond denominational walls today. Amen. Praise the living God. Denominations are man-made. Every last one of them. How do you know? Because they came out from the body. And they are confusing. Many good people get saved today and they are totally confused. They don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's true. One say one thing, one say quite another. Uh -huh. And everybody say I'm right. Yeah. And people are left in confusion, going this way and that way. Uh -huh. Well, thank God, all you need to do is go back to the pattern. Praise On the day of Pentecost, the church of God was born, and she was the only one. But Paul said, after my departing, grievous wolves are going to enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And every man follows his own ideas, one get another idea, and now you have this great division on hand. God did not set it off like that. God set her off on the right foot. All right then, when you get saved and born again, you were born into her. All right, God styled the church as a family. Amen. How do you get into the family? You're born into her. Yeah. Thank God you don't say after you're born, I will join the family. Yeah. Why? You, when you're born, you're automatically in the family. Yeah. And amen. And when people are born again, if they just come to the family of God and take their place, they don't need to join anything else. Yeah. And thank God all of us be one. Yeah. All of us be one. Yeah. Praise the living God. But when they go and join this, that, and the other, they're dividing God's people. Yeah. Division is sin. That's why God called it Babylon. Confusion. You got to come out of it and come back to God one fold. Praise the living God. Amen. You don't have an option. See a church on the corner, I join that, I join that, I join the other. If the word of God doesn't back it up, you don't have an option. When Jesus comes back to you, not coming back for yours. And mine and his, he coming back after his own. Praise the living God. He wants this matter need to be settled once and for all. If they had left it like Christ had it, brother, when people get saved, we would just be brothers and sisters going along together. Amen. All the denominational walls and these names and whatnot. 
is absolute confusion. God did not start it off like that, and he never will approve of it. Amen. That's why way down in this last day, he has given his true ministry a message to straighten this thing out one more time. How? Saying, come out of where my people and come back to the one fold like you started off. Christ started us off on the right foot, brother. Amen. If you want to know what's right, go back to the original. Amen. Praise the living God. Right. Amen. Brother, we can trace denominations down to their beginnings. Amen. Come on. You can look in history and find the beginning of every last one. Where, where was the church before that? Yeah. Come on, come on. Don't want to be a physical one, but you can look in religious history. Catholicism, 270. Amen. 1530 Baptist. And Methodist, no, 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 no. I could go on naming them. Yeah. Get a book of denominations. Well, where was the church before that? Amen. Thank God to get it right, you got to go all the way back to Pentecost. Amen. Praise the living God. Yeah. And we need to understand that. But now, as I said, we are speaking of something more than a denomination. Amen. See, that's carnal. Just to say, well, I get a scripture out of the Bible and try to support what you're doing. We're not, we're not talking about that, do you See, the church of God consists of more than a few scriptures. Amen. I'm afraid many that advocate it don't even know what it's all about. Yeah. Why? Because you cannot look beyond a denominational thing. A groupism. Yeah. Amen. Right. All right, then let us define this thing and take the word of God and bring it out. Amen. All right, then. In chapter 6, the same book. Yeah. Verse 1. He's going to give a further description. Now, you notice here. This descriptive language depicts the beauty of the church. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. Now, without these characteristics, you cannot be church of God. Amen. Now you get this, the one. Yeah. No one has a monopoly on this thing. Yeah. You or I or anybody else. Amen. Unless we come under this description, then we're not it. Come. Yeah. Cool. Now, regarding to our message, regarding to the scripture that we pull out to try to support ourselves. Brother, the word of God, judgment goes out against me just as much as it does anybody else. Amen. So unless we uh, meet the mandates of the word of God, then none of us is. And we need to bear that in mind this morning. Amen. Praise the living God. Now let us notice the description given here. And let us notice her beauty. We're going to take the word of God this morning so you study with us. Whither is my beloved gone? Chapter 6, verse 1. Oh, thou fairest among women. Now you get it. Now we want to establish the point that he's talking about the church. That's right. Amen. Why? Amen. The church is styled as a woman. That's right. Why? Because she produces offsprings. That's right. And that's the whole purpose of the church is to bring offsprings. Amen. And you know a healthy woman because she has healthy children. Thank God you know a healthy church because it has healthy and holy offspring Amen. like parents like children Amen. praise the Lord God when you find these sin you must sin you can't help religion they're going to have the same kind of children Amen. come on they're just hatching them out a lot of respectable sinners Amen. come on come on Amen. that's why they want you say now you say you're not in religion well they want you will have to expose the fault Amen. it's absolutely necessary because souls are being drowned look yeah. if religion teaches you that you must sin well then people are going to sin why? Because they think they can't do any better. Well, you see, everybody does it. Well, now, that tells the kind of mother you came from. Amen. Amen. 
a sinful mother is going to produce sinful children. Amen. Teaching you sin you must, then people are going to live that way because they think they can't do any better. But teach them to live holy and give them an example they'll live holy. they walk upright. Amen. All right, listen to what the word says now. Oh, thou Pharisee among women, why did he use woman in the plural there? Because in his prophetic vision, he foresaw all of this division of churches. Amen. He knew there were going to be a lot of them. Amen. A lot of women. Amen. A lot of groups. And all of them are producing offsprings of some kind, yeah. of some sort. All right, then, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 4 quickly to yeah. prove that point. Isaiah chapter 4. Verse 1, let me listen to what the word says. And in that day, the gospel day, usually when he refers to that day, he is referring to the gospel day. In that day, seven women, come on, shall take hold of one man, all right? He's speaking of the seven church ages, the seven churches of Revelation, the seven church ages, and a woman in each age, the false, opposed, against the true woman in each age. Now, you know this. When you read in the Revelation, you speak, you read about the pure woman, dressed in white, and then you speak about the harlot, the impure woman, the false church in opposition to the true. Why? The devil tries to intercept everything that God does. God produces the true church, and the devil produces a false church to deceive the people, to offset them from the true purpose of God. And if you don't have somebody to distinguish between them, you'll not know. Amen. So that's why the Bible gives the description so that honest soul will know what is and what is not. Amen. Amen. Now the word of God says, in that day, in the gospel day, there are seven periods in the gospel day. There are seven churches representing each. All right then. And our seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own bread. Now there's the distinction. Here, get it now. One man, that one man is Christ. See, everybody wants to call themselves Christians. That word means absolutely nothing anymore. Why? America is called a Christian nation, and nothing can be further from the truth. One of the most derogatory uh, nations on the earth labeling themselves as a Christian nation. And God knows there's nothing further from the truth than America being a Christian nation. Well, brother, you know why she's called a Christian nation? Because she advocates some Christian principles. And the people who enhances her are called Christians. All right. Seven men, seven women, rather, shall take hold of one man. Take hold of Christ. Everybody's talking about Christ. Jehovah's Witness, everybody's talking about Christ. Everybody claims to be Christians. So then they want we know everybody's not Christians. So then you've got to distinguish between all right then say listen now here is the mark of distinction all right you want a clear mark of distinction here it is listen in that day seven women shall take hold of one man amen the false church in each age will take hold of Christ listen but we're gonna eat our own bread that is what is bread Jesus said in st. John chapter 6 what did he say I am that bread The gospel, the truth of God's word. That's what feeds us, our bread. But listen, they're not going to eat his bread. You get it, praise our God. All right. Some lines of demarcation going to be drawn this morning. How do you know? Because 
there and the way you distinguish between the two if one will eat his own bread eat his own doctrine eat his own ideas and one will eat the bread of Christ the word of God eat it without discrimination some people eat the part they want and throw the rest of it away praise our God but amen we, it might be bitter in our mouth amen but praise our God let's digest it it'll do you good it'll do you good now they want many times people say, I'm saved, that's all right, then just listen to the message yeah. Just sit on the few sermons, we'll tell you what you're saved or not. Yeah. How you know, you'll begin to back up pretty soon. Yeah. Thank God when we begin to go down the line on worldliness, on yeah. false religion, praise our God. If you're not genuine, you'll back up. Amen. All right then, we want to feed you this morning the bread of Christ. Amen. Amen. They say they're going to eat their own bread. Everybody got their little ideas and their little rules and their little regulations and that's all they want to eat. Thank God if you give them some real truth, they'll spit it out and throw it away. Say, I don't see it that way. Amen. Amen. Now let me praise our God. What are some of those uh, loathsome loaves they're eating? All right. Now you get this. Dear one, we are living in the most deceptive times yes. that has ever been known. Amen. You get this. People love sensationalism. Amen. You get it. You get it. Brother, if I was a sensationalist this morning, cars would be, you wouldn't have space. Amen. Giving some wild prophecies. Amen. Claiming some uh, outstanding healing and God has done some and we got yeah. documented proof but I mean in the fashion that these shysters uh -huh. are giving out and brother people want something for nothing uh -huh. yes. you follow me people want something for nothing alright they want to eat their own bread <laughs> now and uh, you get it all of these doctrines they want that people are dealing with is something in it that gives them um, manner of false security. Now you get this. Brother, you can preach all you want to, but you begin to cross those false doctrines and something rises up in them. I don't care how much Bible you give them. I don't care how clear you make it, but if you begin to cross that pet scruple, that pet idea, brother, they rise up against you. Or they're going to name some of them for your benefit. Now, this false secret rapture theory, it doesn't hold water. Now you get it. The idea that God's people are going to be caught up while the world is having tribulation trying to come back two or three times as false. Yeah. All right, I'm going to prove it to you. Look, <laughs> brother, if people have a second, look, if Christ would come and get everybody, don't you know everybody else would know to get right? If the sinner is going to be left down here and Christ coming two or three times, he got to come back for the saints and then come back for judgment and then come back for the destroying the world. <coughs> You get it now, they want. When Christ catch up the righteous, brother, the world gonna be destroyed. Why? Because it be nothing but wickedness left, and Christ can't leave it here. When God caught Noah in the ark, they want He destroyed everything else. Come on. And by the same token, brother, when God catches up His people, the wicked gonna be destroyed. It won't be no seven years down there for them to be uh, having tribulation or doing nothing else. Christ is coming back one more time, brother, and the Bible says the wicked Amen. will be destroyed with the brightness of his coming. Amen. But people want to eat that. Why? Because it implies a second chance. Uh -huh. That's, that oh. does something to their minds. Yeah. Uh -huh. A millennium that Christ is coming back to set up a kingdom. That's show me you don't see the church. Yeah. 
Come on. That Christ is coming back to set up a kingdom, uh, a thousand years reign, and we're going to reign with it for a thousand years. Isn't that ridiculous? The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, we're reigning in this life. That's part of the reason why people are looking for a secret age because they don't, they're not reigning now. Amen. Brother, when Christ came the first time, Thank God he set up his kingdom. Amen. Right now, if you're saved, you're in his kingdom. Amen. Amen. God translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. And if you're not in the kingdom of now, you will never be in it. Right. Praise the living God. Right. We don't have to wait for the devil to be tired for a thousand years to live right. Amen. Thank God we can live right, right in the face of the devil. We can live holy, thank God, with all the devils in the world. Hallelujah to God. Thank God if you can't live right in the face of the devil, Amen. Jesus said unto Peter, I give unto you the keys. Yeah. Whatsoever you bind on earth gonna be bound in heaven. Amen. Brother, the devil's being bound this morning Amen. with this truth. Why? Amen. The devil's been deceiving the mind of people and this truth is tying him up tight. Praise Amen. our God. Thank God when you got the spirit of God in your life, you can live right in the face of all devils. Amen. You don't have to wait for no thousand years. Amen. That's already passed. But false prophets are getting millionaires teaching all these false doctrines to people. And people are, are, are fasting in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Brother, when Christ came the first time, the Bible says, he, the government shall be on his shoulder. Yeah. Think of he was king when he came. He got to be made a king. He's already king. Yeah. He's already king. He ought to be king in your life if you save. Yeah. If you're sanctified, he ought to be king in your life. You ought to know it. Amen. Thank God you ought to know that you're reigning. Amen. When you don't have to stick to what the devil says. You ought to know that you're reigning. Yeah. Why do I need to wait for a time to rain? I'm raining already. Amen. Praise the living God forevermore. Amen. But people won't eat their own bread, brother. Yeah. That doctrine didn't originate with Christ. Mm, no. no, it didn't. Thank God Christ. Uh, he was king of Jews. He was the king when he came first time. Yeah. Behold your king. Amen. Praise our God. He is the author of the kingdom of light. Yeah. The devil is over the kingdom of darkness. There are two kingdoms right now in effect. You ought to know that if you've been translated, if you've been chained, you were chained, you were in the kingdom of darkness, and if you're saved, you're now in the kingdom of light. So the kingdom is already saved up God's Amen. You ought to know it this morning. If you change kingdom, you ought to realize it this morning. You should be waiting for another kingdom. Praise God. You shouldn't have to argue that point. You ought to know what kingdom you're in. If you're still waiting for a kingdom, I'm sorry for you. Because the kingdom age is almost over, brother. Praise our God. It's almost over and people still looking for it. Tell them when the millennium comes, when the lamb and the lion are going to lay down together. Brother, let me show you something. Praise our God. Oh, the church is beautiful. The church of God is beautiful. Listen, the lion and the lamb are laying down together right now. Baby, what are the lions? That are the bowing spirit. Some of us in the world have all kinds of spirits. We couldn't get close to us. We're so mean. Amen. Some had lamb like spirit. But when God says we all can lay down together, close to God. The Bible says the lion shall eat straw like an ox. That's not talking about no future age. What? Amen. And a lion has to kill something to be satisfied. Kill his meat. He's ravenous. But an ox just satisfies himself with anything. There were some of us so selfish, thank God. Uh, nothing could satisfy us before we got saved. Amen. But now, thank God, we just didn't take anything. Amen. We just satisfy us with anything. Just take us to heaven. That's all we can satisfy. Praise the living God's river. Don't have to have our way anymore. Amen. Glory to God's river more. Praise the living God. Eat our own bread. Yeah. I told you, this gospel will separate, didn't it? Yeah. Huh? Amen. People start backing up on you when you preach truth. 
without preaching about the Jews going back to Jerusalem and, and we walking down uh, the streets riding down to Jerusalem on lions and the, and the rapture and this, that and the other. All they have a fifth in. But preach this truth to them. Let them know, thank God, you got to live rain right here in this life. You got to live holy right here. You got to live free from sin right here. Let them know that. Praise our God. Praise the living God. See, if people defer it to a future age, then they don't have to live right now. They can wait till the devil tied up. They will live right. <laughs> All right, God help us. Those doctors need to be exposed. Thank God. That's why I say that when you just can't go anywhere. You can't get truth anywhere. You can't get truth anywhere, brother. Thank God we got people who has driven two and three hundred miles, maybe, just to come to church this morning. Well, why? Church is all up and down the way, but you can't get truth anywhere. No, sir. You can't get a good meal anywhere. No, Praise our God, people are so selective about their restaurants. Oh, they drive all over the town to find a, a Denny's, a Big Boys, and they got a little sloppy greasy spoon that passed by them. You couldn't get them in there. But they go to anywhere to eat in church. Just eat up anything, any kind of garbage. They just gulp it up and get sloppy over it. Their spiritual food me, me, makes little or no difference. But that natural food, they are very selective, brother. Amen. Amen. They go in there. If you cook that steak a little too hard, they'll send it back. If it's not rare enough, they'll send it back. Don't even want it. They're just that selective. But brother, they go in and people preach for doctrine, they eat it up. May God help us. Eat our own bread. Eat our own bread. Everybody want to eat their own bread. Eat their own bread, but you're going to eat the bread of Christ before you go to heaven. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah. Praise God, because that's the only thing that he feeds. That's the only thing that will give you strength. That's the only thing that's going to sustain you. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you've got to eat it. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. You don't have a choice. Yeah. That's the only thing that gives life. Yeah. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have any life in you. Yeah. And thank God to say the same thing today, brother. Unless you eat this truth right here. Amen. Or unless you accept all the ears of Christ, you have no life in you. But wait a minute. Notice, you notice the reaction of those people when Jesus said that? The Bible said many of them followed him no more. They left him. And brother, when you preach the truth today, they'll walk out on you. Say, I'm not coming back anymore. I'm not coming back anymore. I'm not coming back anymore. But thank God, you got some true people, brother. When they hear truth, their ears perk up. Thank God, that's truth, and I know it's truth. Maybe I never heard it before, but I know truth when I hear it. Praise the living God. Bless the Lord. Amen. Let us read another verse or two. Back over in the sixth chapter. Praise our God forever. In the sixth chapter. All right, let's. We're going to skip a bit for the sake of brevity here. Six, Song of Solomon's. Verse nine. My dove. Yeah. Now notice this description. Notice these adjectives here. He's describing it. My dove. My undefiled is but one. Yes. Amen. Thank God, God got one flock. Amen. Yes. Now, the others are man-made. Amen. Let me show you something, dear one. Let me show you something this morning. Don't you know we are living in a land of religious freedom? Oh, yeah. sure. That means that I could tomorrow start a brand new denomination and go to the capital and get me a charter and teach whatever I want to teach. That's it. Anything I choose to teach. Sure. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I could do that. Well, they want that's what a thousand have done. Yeah, sure. Start them a little group and go and get them a charter and then they're the head bishop. Sure. They're the head overseer. Yeah. They're the chief. Right. But thank God in the church of God, Christ the head. Amen. And we all are brethren. Amen. Amen. 
And that's what they want, don't want. They want to be a big eye. Amen. They want to get a, have the whole finger in the pie. Right. Praise the living God. But you don't do it that way. No, no, no. no. Christ has already set it up the way he wanted it. Amen. And thank God. It, and it's not up to you or me to change it. If we do, we do it to our own destruction. Right. Listen to what the word of God says. This is how you know the church of God when you see it. My dove, my undefiled. Get that word now. Undefiled. Amen. Sin defiles. Amen. People preaching sin, you must everybody sins. They can't preach this truth. No. Why? Because sin brings defilement. Yeah. And about 99% of the religious group teaches yeah. you got to sin. Amen. So they, they cannot fit this description. That's why she's the only one. Why? Because everybody don't preach this truth. Amen. That you can live in this life and be undefiled. Amen. You can live in this world and be undefiled. One brother made an, uh, an analogy one time. He said that people attribute more power to man than do God. So now man can build a submarine and put it in the water, down under all of that water, and stay in there six months and not get a drop in it. But don't feel that God can make a man and put him in the world of sin and keep sin out of him. Isn't that sad? Isn't it? That's an affront to the character of God to, in, to indicate that God can make a man and put him in a world of sin and can't keep sin out of him. Isn't that sad? Giving, attributing more power to the devil than to God. Saying the devil can make you sin, but God can't keep you out of it. That's ridiculous. That's sad. And people are eating that kind of bread. Eating it up, brother. Eating, I mean, they're, eating, they're eating it with, uh, they're devouring it. Oh, they'll eat that up, brother. They'll eat that up. Why? Because if they teach this, then they got to cut off a lot of things. They got to throw away a lot of things. Thank God, things that pertain to sin, they got to get rid of it. But they don't want to do that, brother. They'd rather do it and say, forgive me every night. That's their own bread. That's not Christ's bread. Praise the living God forever. All right. We said that she's undefiled. Amen. And that's all that Christ's coming back for. That's all. That's all. Now, you have a choice. You can associate yourself. You can yoke up with what you will, but he's only coming back after he is. In Ephesians chapter 5, quickly, we're going to move on. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Here we go. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. By the washing of water, by the word. That's what he's doing this morning. If you listen. Yeah. Thank God he'll wash you clean. If you listen, if you lead it, thank God. By the word. That he might present it. Here we go. It. Now you notice. Amen. Not them. Not they. But it. Amen. Get, get the word of God. Amen. He might present it to himself. A glorious church. Yes. Not having spot. Amen. Which is sin. Or even wrinkle. Amen. The word of God will iron all of the wrinkles out if you stay on the ironing board long enough. Amen. 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 Or, or any such thing, anything like that. No. But that it should be holy. Praise Thank God. God. And without blemish. Amen. Without sin. Amen. Or anything that pertains to it. Praise God. Praise the living God. Yeah. That's the kind of bread he puts on the table. Amen. But who wants to eat it? That's who wants to eat it? Who wants to eat it? They'll turn it away just like children, brother. Children eat all that cake and ice cream, but they'll put away the beans and the things that are gonna make them strong. Well, that's just the way the average church people is, brother. They won't eat all some way out the rapture, the millennium. 
tongues or in the spirit, talking yeah. to praying in the spirit and sinning every day. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How are you going to be so spiritual that you're going off into another realm and can't live holy? Yeah. You're going to be so spiritual that your language is not good enough. You got to have a new language and can't live right. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Still fussing. Still got to have your way. Still covetous. Still lustful. And you so and you're going off into another realm of spirituality. That's a deception if ever I've seen one. May God help us. May God help us. Most people can't use the tongue they got right. They say they don't need another one. Talk too much with the one they got. Praise God. Gossip and everything else. Come out another tongue. That's ridiculous. Thank God. God needs to do something to the one you got. Amen. God. Bless the Lord. Amen. All right, then. The word of God says that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. Praise our God forever. And without blemish. Thank God. That's what we want to emphasize. Amen. My undefiled. My undefiled. Undefiled. Praise our God. Praise God. All right then. What makes the church glorious and beautiful? Come on. All right. You ready for some more bread? Yeah. Turn to Psalms chapter 149. Psalms chapter 149. We'll give you time to find it. Praise God. So you can go with us. Verse 4. All right. He come back after the glorious church. Say she's beautiful. She's not defiled. All right. Verse 4. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with rouged faces. Oh, no. Wild hairdos. No. Many dresses. No. Jeweled necks and fingers. What makes her beautiful? He will beautify the meek with what? Thank God when God saved you, you don't need no drugstore beauty. You don't need the jewelry store beauty. Why? He'll beautify the meek with salvation. Glory to God forever. That's what makes her beautiful. Not adornment, not outward adornment, not darling up, praise our God. Not looking like Jezebel. Praise our God. The Bible says he beautifies the meek with salvation. And when God saves you, that's all you need. You're the most beautiful thing on earth. Amen. And that's what he had reference to, praise our God. Amen. I'm talking about what the word of God says. Amen. Well, he wants to look good. Don't take all that to look good. Thank God he beautified you with salvation. Our saved and sanctified person, the most beautiful person on earth. Amen. Praise the living God. The word of God said he'd do it. The Bible said he would do it. You don't need no false beauty. Thank God. You don't need no drugstore beauty. Praise the living God. He'll beautify the meek with salvation. Glory to God forever. That's what makes her beautiful, brother. That's what makes her beautiful. Now, you don't need any attraction beyond that. Praise God. Anything beyond that is deception. The Bible says it. Thank Jezebel put on all that mess to deceive her lovers. Yes, she did too. Pain eyes. Brother, that's nothing new. That didn't come out with Revlon. Jezebel did that midget uh, uh, two or three hundred years ago. Two or three thousand years ago, in fact. So that's nothing new, brother. I shall. She painted her eyes. Did you ever read that? She painted her eyes way back there. Yeah. She's the mother of that stuff. Yeah. And who wants to be an offspring of Jezebel? No. Well, that, those who are doing it, you're following the most wicked woman on earth. <laughs> claiming to be Christians. Yeah. Come on! Amen. Well, I'm going to read it. Look like me, you're putting breaks on me. Turn that Jeremiah 430 right quick. Give it to me right quick. Yeah. Jeremiah 430. Hurry yeah. up now. Praise our God while it's still warm. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah 430. Read it for me, someone. Get it for me, please. Read it. And when thou art spoiled. What you gonna do when, when you get spoiled? Uh -huh. Alright? We're gonna tell you what you're gonna do when you get spoiled. 
Though thou clothest thyself with crimson, though you deck yourselves with ornament of gold, uh -huh. though thou rentest thy face with paintings, rent your face with paintings, right. in vain shalt thou, thou make thyself fair. Amen. Thy lovers will despise thee. Thy lovers will despise thee. They will seek thy life. Yes. You see it? Yeah. Do you see where it originated? Amen. Dear one, you can't just pick up anything that comes along no. and call yourself Christian. You need to know where it came from. Amen. You need to know its origin. Here is, without a doubt, the most wicked woman in the Bible. Amen. And this stuff originated with her. Now, who want to pick that up? Come on. Who wants to pick up something and enhance a practice that the most wicked woman in the Bible originated? That is. That is. Pray that God. You want the bread? All right, then you won't eat the bread? Or you want to eat your own bread? Amen. All right. Amen. Just tell what we are. All right, then. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 12. Let's find the fulfillment of that beauty quickly. We got to move on. Revelation chapter 12. We're going to find the fulfillment of that beauty. Amen. Don't want to give you too much because you can't digest it. God, it will choke you. Amen. Bread is good, but too much to choke you, so we don't want to poke it down your throat. All right, then. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. Talking about that woman again. Here we are. My defiled, my undefiled. My undefiled. Here she is. Here she is. This is the pure church. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. What is sun? Light. The light of the gospel. Clothed with the gospel. Praise the living God. That's what the sun is. Light. This year, praise our God, the sun of righteousness. Yes, sir. Clothed with the sun. Praise God. And the moon under her feet, which is a lesser light. We know what that is. Yeah. The Old Testament, a lesser light. Amen. And upon her head with twelve crowns of stars. Listen. And being with child, I told you yeah. that the church is styled as a woman. Amen. Here we are now. All right, then. What makes her pure? The gospel. Amen. Every bit of eating, eating a whole gospel. During the course of this meeting, they want some are going to be chargeable in the judgment. Why? Because they picked through and ate what they wanted to eat and threw the rest of it away. Because they didn't suit their fancies. Because it would cost them something. Because of what their friend would say. Well, what would my friend say if I don't have my eyeshadow on anymore? If I don't bob my hair, what would my friend think if they see my hair long? What will I do with it? Come on, are you with me? They are more concerned about the honor of man than they are the praise of God. Amen. What my friend think about me? What God gonna think about you in the judgment should be your concern. Amen. Amen. Now, you notice, after a short period of time, brother, this beautiful woman, and this is the sad aspect, she didn't any longer represent the Lord as she should, and she had to be sent to the wilderness. Went off in the wilderness. See, this, this is the situation. Now, get this point, you want? Get this point. Uh, let me see, that's verse, uh, let, me, let me read that verse for you to bring out a point here. All right. Verse 6, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared of God. And I don't believe Babylon fell there either. Some, some preachers preaching that. Come on. All right then. And a woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that she should be a fed a thousand two hundred and three score days a year, day for a year. But why? She didn't any longer represent this truth as she ought. Let me show you something they want. God does not tolerate wrong in anybody. That's 
Now you get the, you 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 write this down in your little book. The congregation back in Jackson, the congregation in Escondido, or anywhere else, brother. If you get below the standard of God, you're going into wilderness. Now I don't care what you used to preach or what you hold up as a criterion, brother. Let me, if you don't properly represent this gospel, God will send you into the wilderness as sure as I'm here. Brother, right there, shortly after the death of the apostles, the church went off into apostasy. Why? Because she let out on the standards. She did it the way she wanted to do it. And right today, brother, you can't represent God in any kind of way. Amen. They want, we are not trying to reflect on anybody. But look. Brother, the Bible says that a woman should not wear that which pertains to man. Amen. And if you do that, it's an abomination. Well, how are you going to represent Christ doing that which is an abomination? Amen. You can't do it. No. You can't possibly do it. No. Well, then, now look. Let me give you a point, if I may. God is not hard of any of us. Amen. Look, brother, when the first church he established, Adam and Eve, they got out of order with God. God put them out and said, we'll go out of business. Yeah. Before I tolerate anything that's not 100%, I will go out of business. Amen. And brother, he put him out of business. He put him out of the garden. And the same thing today, brother. And God help us to think that we can let down on God's standard. We can let down a little bit here and make exceptions here, make exceptions there, and still have the favor of God. You can't do it. No, now you can be deceived. You can let preachers come and preach your half gospel. You can do what you want to do, brother. Amen. But unless we are four square on the gospel, we're going into the wilderness. Amen. And when you go in there, brother, you're not coming out tomorrow. They stayed there about 12 or 1400 long years. And then when she came out, praise our God, God let the light shine again, and there was another silence in heaven. Oh, God help us. And preachers preaching about the silence, and they're already silent. What you mean silent? Certain things they can't preach on anymore. What you tolerate, you can't preach against. You're going to pray with me. Those things that you allow, you can't preach against. That's why, brother, when I went to Jackson, that's when we go out of business. Praise God, I go home before I let down a bit. Amen. Why? Because the very thing I let down on, I can't cry out against it anymore. And these congregations, you'll, you'll never hear certain things preached against. Why? The preacher's wives are doing it. They looking like Jezebel themselves, so they can't preach it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Amen. He can't preach against it because his wife looking like a Jezebel. And he can't preach it. You'll never hear this preached. You ne I guarantee you, some of you here probably never heard these verses read before. Amen. Never. Why? Because they're not going to preach it. They're not, they're condemning themselves. By their own admission, they're nothing but sinners. We, I sin, you sin, everybody sin, they say. So how are they going to preach against sin? They say they, and they are co uh, confessing that they're sinners themselves. They're silent. And that's what called the silence, brother, even in the church of God back in bygone days. Preachers mess around and let things creep in and they couldn't touch it anymore. Yeah. They were blasting it. But maybe that little boy did it and they couldn't preach against it anymore. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe that little girl did it so they're going to be, they're going to slam them up. Come on. That's why, brother, to be the church of God going to cost you something. Yeah. We don't have no monopoly on the church of God. No. Just because we got a certain message, brother, if we let down, we're gone. But I've seen congregations going like this for one reason or another. Going like that for one reason and another. And we'll go into two if we let down. Yeah. We got the whole thing, praise our God, just like it is if we were reduced to two people. Amen. Praise the living God. Now the Lord is sending a final message. I'm going to read you another scripture in Matthew chapter 24. God is sending a final message, brother, to bring this thing back to its pristine or its native glory. Over in uh, Matthew chapter 24, 
verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. This is a prophecy pertaining to this late, this age where we are. You say, well then, Brother Hampton, why aren't more people living like you're talking about? Because everybody else is doing it. You follow me? Everybody else who claim to be saved are doing it, so you don't feel bad when you do it. Amen. Iniquity is abounding. Right. And brother, many people, you can set them on the right foot, but you leave them with some false religion and they're gone before a week. Amen. Why? They're eating that garbage and it upsets their stomach. And pretty soon get in that bloodstream and they're gone. It's grievous, brother. It's sad. It's truly sad. Because iniquity shall abound. Do you know why they want it's not disgraceful for a girl to have baby out of wedlock anymore as far as the world is concerned? Everybody's doing it. So it's just a common thing. Now they go and buy their maternity clothes and just strut down the street just as proud as a somebody been married 20 years. Why everybody's doing it. And it doesn't seem bad anymore, but it's just as bad as it ever was. Because iniquity shall abound. And brother, let me tell you something. You go around some church that they're doing certain things and you'll be affected by it. Go to a camp meeting, preacher preaching certain things and you'll be affected by it. Sure. Trying to preach it. Yeah. Come on. Things that are not even biblical. Uh -huh. But you're trying to be get a recognition. Uh -huh. Let me just a word to the young minister. Look, if you never get recognition, you stay with the word of God. Amen. Now cause some uh some uh flamboyant evangelist come through and preach something, don't you grapple to it, you better examine it. Amen. You run off with something, praise God, that people can't digest. Amen. God will take his anointing away from you. Nobody impresses me. That's why I stay in trouble a lot of times. Nobody impresses me so much that I'm going to run off with anything, brother. That's right. Whether I know the word of God, I'm going to hang with it. Amen. <coughs> whether I get amens or not, whether I get agreement or not. Amen. Praise the living God. You find yourself changing with every speaker. Amen. But God is blowing this trumpet a final time. You hear me? God is sending a pure message. Amen. For those whose hearts are honest. For those who want absolute truth. Those who are willing to obey truth at any cost. God is putting forth his hand for the last time to gather those Amen. for the coming of Christ. Amen. Why? This thing has become so corrupted, every doctrine that we've ever preached has become corrupted. Yeah. They've been compromised. They've been let down. You can, you, we're living in a time where people, you can do your own thing. You make your own decision about almost anything. And brother, when everybody in Israel did what was right in their own eyes, brother, they went totally amok. Had no real God. Nobody led judgment. Nobody standing in the gap saying you can't do it. And be a part of God's church. Brother, whenever that's the case, please, our God, you're going into apostasy. Sure, that's I'm standing right, here. Right. Amen. God is not hard up. We don't have to compromise, please. I will keep, keep the church of God going. Then God will go out of business before we compromise. True. He'll close the whole thing up. He'll put a padlock on the whole thing before he let out one inch. That's right. Amen. In verse 31, listen to what it says. And he shall send his angels, which is the ministers, with the great sound of a trumpet, with his truth, a, a message with a message. And they shall gather together his elects. Who are his elects? Those who are destined to live right. And don't know full truth. God's going to send them a message. Just like you heard this morning. To gather those honest people. And when God sends truth. They're going to see that what they're in is wrong. And they're going to take a stand for truth. And false shepherds won't be able to lead them any longer. Amen. God is sending this message brother. And God's people ears are perking up. Amen. Thank God. I know that's right. I didn't know it. But I know that's right. I know truth. I hear it. And brother when the honest soul hears truth brother. You got some on your hands. Amen. Yeah. Hey, they won't eat no more garbage. Amen. I don't care where it comes from. 
Amen. Praise the living God. That's what God is doing. He's stretching forth his hand the last time to gather his elects from the four winds. Yeah. And when God gathers them into the camp, then he's coming again. And give us glory to God forever. Amen. He's gathering his wheat into the barn. Praise Amen. And the tares are going to be gathered into bundles and be burned. And many were burned this morning. Now, if you need help in your soul, if we've not been representing this thing as we ought to, you need to get down before God and repent. If, you're, if you've been following Babylon and false religion, you need to come out of it this morning and take a stand for truth. Because if you stay there, you're going to get the plagues. You're going down with it. You're going to be made partake of her sin. You say, I'm not doing what they're doing. Well, the fact that you're there, you're supporting it. That makes you partake of it. And when God pour out judgment, everything there is going under. When Lot was in Sodom, he said, you better come out or you'll be burned up with the city. Yeah. You're a good man, but if you stay there, you're going to be burned up with him. Amen. So we need to take our stand this morning. This is not a game, brother. We're doing this thing for eternity. Amen. The decision we make now is going to last for eternity. Shall we stand? Amen. Whatever you need might be. If you've not been properly representing it, you need to ask God to help you this morning. Praise God. You need help in your soul this morning. Let's be church of God. Let's get off the fence. Let's get off the borderline.